want to introduce to the tribe a guy that I have known for geez, God, I don't start to date at ourselves, 25 years at least. And uh, this is the gentleman that is the head coach of the NFL Academy in London. Uh, he has a, he has a long and storied history in the game in the UK, and is uh, a very very dear friend of mine. So, uh, Tony, welcome to the show. Hey Jeff, thanks for having me on. Hey now, great to be here. I I, I gotta I gotta take you uh, take our viewers or, or, or what we call the tribe back into your history a little bit because I think that's how you know we all have a story and every every NFL player every NFL coach has a journey your journey started in a park in London if it if your football journey did it not yeah that's right um fairly famous park called Hyde Park near Marble Arch yeah it was the I played in the domestic game when I was younger and uh, that's a game in the UK and uh yeah I played for a team called London Ravens and they trained out of Hyde Park for all my sins yeah so now, I want I want the viewers to get this now, right? This right. is this is what year? Oh shoot! Do we have to go back that far? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I want to say nineteen eighty three. So, All right. so so nineteen eighty three. Oh yeah, it's yeah. All right. You didn't ha you didn't have to do that to me, Jeff. You didn't have to no, go no, back but that, that far. Not, just bear with me now. It's nineteen eighty three, and. Uh -huh. I'm walking, I'm an, I'm an American on vacation, and I'm walking in Hyde Park, and, and there's a bunch of guys over there with football equipment on slamming together. Is that what it was like? Yep. Yes, it really was. Yep. It was right, and it was slap bang in the middle of the park near Marble Arch, so you got all the footwork. People would just stop and look at us and, you know, hey, what are they doing? You know. How did you, I mean, did you take the, did you take the tube? with your equipment where'd you where'd you change no you, you know what it, it, it's it's and this is not a boast i i actually started with a team and, and get this name because it kills me to this day they were called croydon coyotes and i played for them for two years and uh i just wanted to try a, a, a higher level and uh at the time the ravens were the best team in the country they were national champions four years in a row five years in a row and yeah, i just went down there for tryouts i just thought let me see if i can make this team and i was fortunate that uh they were clearly didn't have enough linebackers so i got a job there so yeah all right so you fun. played your you played your your baffer career your football <laughs> career and then you get into coaching and you guys have some of the with the london olympians and you have national championship teams you some of the best european teams at that time were actually out of the UK, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I was very fortunate. I um, it kind of leaded leaded on from that to other opportunities, but um, I was lucky to have uh, had some good people around me as coaches. I had some really good players around. Uh, we won some. The team had never won national championship. We won a couple of national championships in a row. And in Europe, if you win a national uh, championship, you qualify for a European club championship. So they have club comp club competition and they have if you like team gb or team germany which is national team competition anyhow i was fortunate to win a couple of euro bowl championships and uh yeah um in my first year well it wasn't my first year coaching but coaching a um a premiership team 
in the UK and then we basically beat the best in, in Europe and uh, we went to, to that bowl three years in a row. So uh, very, very fortunate um, because it helped my profile in terms of in the football European world, in terms of when the World League and NFL Europe came around um, and they wanted to have a program where they had, uh, uh, if you like, they called them nationals, um, but basically had foreign coaches on the teams. So, yeah, for all my sins um, and, 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 and some luck, um, I got interviewed by a guy called Lionel Taylor, very famous um, coach uh, and player. And, uh, yeah, he uh, interviewed me and I got the job you know, with uh, London Monarchs at the time. Okay, so now I won't – we don't have enough time to go through all the great stories of the old days. In in World League of American Football, no, we don't. No, NFL Europe, but uh, you guys were. I, I do want to. I do want to touch on this one. You you guys used to be headquartered at Crystal Palace, and those those hotel rooms at Crystal Palace weren't exactly made for NFL bodies, were they, Tony? Jeff, I think you're going to get me into trouble. I think I signed a non-disclosure agreement with uh, the <laughs> NFL when I left them. But but they it was the National Sports Stadium. Um, in, so, in theory, one of the best sports, sports stadiums, athletic stadiums in, in the country. But these rooms were built for small athletes, you know. And there's all kind of horror stories. But, you know, some of the, the showers are that small. The linemen had to go in sideways, wash the front and turn around and go in sideways again to wash their back. They just weren't <laughs> built. They just weren't built for fo uh, football players. So, uh, yeah, there's some stories to tell. But, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want that non-disclosure. I don't want NFL uh, solicitors, attorneys getting in touch with me. But, hey, uh, yeah. the, the Monarchs fold, all right, and the league makes a decision to keep you on to run the national program to ensure that the quality of the players and national players that were playing in NFL Europe and the quality of the coaches in NFL Europe, national coaches in NFL Europe was continuing to grow and get better. And then a gentleman by the name of Ray Wills, he really championed your cause to start a, what was basically a international player program on a shoestring budget <laughs> and out of the London office. Talk about what that was all about, Tony. Well, it was, you know, again, it was, um, so if you like it, the, the actual program evolved to um, what it is today, the International Player Pathway Program. And we ran it back then and, and it started with my role. It was at first uh, re scouting and recruiting players in the UK, then it was in Europe, and then evolved to globally. Um, we just we we had an agreement with the CFL. We didn't recruit from the CFL, but we did, you know, um, nothing out of uh, North America, so to speak. So, um, yeah, it was challenging, man. We we had when national players and and na national players were assigned because if everybody knows about NFL Europe League. There was X amount of, I think it was 10 to 12 um, domestic European players. The rest were from the U.S., obviously. And uh, and uh, we, teams, were individually selecting 
or recruiting, I say, wasn't selecting, recruiting players, national players for the teams. And we got all kinds of disparity throughout the league, you know, um, in terms of talent and where they were assigned and everything else. So we just, I went to the league and said, shoot, why are we doing that with national players? Why don't we have a draft as you do with the, with the U.S. players, put all the best players in the pool, and, you know, we would just select. And so there was a competitive balance or parity right across the, the teams. And okay. um, they, all, they all thought I was a little crazy, uh, but Ray Wilsey was the one that said, you know, go ahead, make this happen. But be careful, they're going to give you enough rope to hang yourself. Because <laughs> so, I remember you telling me that when you asked yeah. me to come be part of the program. I remember you yeah. saying that, yeah. that, that Ray had said, but just be careful because they're yeah. giving you enough rope. To well, obviously, Tony, you escaped the noose for a lot of years because of yeah, what I did. And, yeah. and pr producing some guys that were really, really good players. Sebastian Vollmer, who has three Super Bowl rings, came through that program. That's you right. had as many as 32 players on practice rosters in the National Football League at, at one time. That's I mean, right. a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Yeah. But we always, always, I can remember this explicitly, that your greatest hope and, and your greatest I won't say dream because I don't believe that. I think that's too dramatic. But you really believe that an academy was the answer to to make up the time or make up the developmental time that it, that was the separator between an American player and a national player, an international player. Sure. Uh, I mean, as you well know, Jeff, because we, we worked on it together. Um, well, whilst we were finding young, so when we were finding national players who developed them for two or three years but they were always behind their american counterparts you know they just didn't have the foundation they didn't have the understanding of the game or the skill sets because the kid the earliest we could find kids were 18 and 19 years old and um even then uh they, they we could only talk to players who had no ambitions of going to college and most of them wanted to go to college so your your talent pool was, if you like, um, you were limited with your talent pool. So the obvious, it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to, you know, how can we create a similar environment, get these players at an earlier age? How can we simulate high school in some in in some capacity, some environment that represents, replicates high school? Um, you know, weight room. How, however many times a week training, four times a week training, that type of thing. Um, getting some of the better coaches around to to, to coach these young kids, and uh, we we it was hard. To, it was a hard sell. It was a hard sell. And then um, over these two years ago, uh, I got asked by a, a college in, in the UK, and they the college in the UK guys are um, like kids in the UK graduated sixteen. And before they go to university, they attend college, which is called FEs, further education, before they go into university. So I had a college who knew my background and said, you know, would would you be interested in running a program here? And then uh, we went to an old friend, or I went to an old friend, um, Alistair Kirkwood, as you well know, um, who's the innovator of having... Um, or some people may think it was he was an innovator. Others may think he was, you know, what are you doing having regular season games in the NFL in the UK? But that that was him. He was the guy that 
instig instigated that program. So um, he he said, yeah, um, we tried to do it maybe eight years ago, and it just didn't pan out. But there was a there was a hunger to to have it, you know, to to be serious about it, to look into it, and with New York backing us, we we got it going. Um, um, yeah, so it was huge. It was huge. You know, and and I think the thing that's really amazing about this, Tony, and and uh, number one is that it's come to fruition. But as as I understand it, this is the only academy type situation that is run or is is not run, but is uh, done under the auspices of a league, not a, not an individual team, but an entire league. And the National Football League has jumped into this thing, and. I think it's obviously you've had tremendous success in spite of COVID, in spite of the fact your kids haven't even really played an outside game yet. You've had I, the number I heard was around 30 kids offered scholarships to go and play in the United States at one level or another. Uh, we've that's very generous of you. Um, and I'd like the solar program, but no, we we got something like uh, I want to say. 15 to 18 kids still in various stages of being made offers and um you know we we've had a we had a pack 12 interest today i can't mention the team because they've only just started talking to him but you know we we've got a quarterback going to uh university of ottawa uh kid going to uh, arkansas state we've got a kid called darren agu who everybody's after he's on his own he's had something like I don't know, I want to say 19, 20 offers. And on the weekend, Alabama and Notre Dame reached out to him as well. So um, we're extremely proud. You're right, we haven't had games. COVID, every time we look to set up games or play games, we've set a schedule and we've always hit the wrong ends of lockdown. Um, so we it's, it's unusual and special that these kids have been recruited off of practice film, so to speak um and uh yeah just very proud we've had division three schools naia schools as well so yeah at various levels but you know people don't don't know but in the uk now there's kind of 80 university teams in the uk that play football and some of them are giving scholarships now so the whole principle of because everything's about education, right? You, you got that comes first, and so the whole, you know, we had a kid go to Oxford, which we're kind of proud of as well. High academic. Um, we've had, we've had schools from uh, Ivy League approaching a couple of our kids as well. So it's, you know, it's we 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 at times it's tough with with the pandemic, but it's we just want a chance of being what we think we can be. Um, we haven't even had a year of football yet, so. Over the two years with the lockdown, we haven't even had a year of football yet. So it's um well Tony, I've had an opportunity to come down there a couple of times and work with your kids and be around your coaches. I think when you when you go and for for fans that are listening, or if you're a father of a young kid in Europe that, that aspires to play at the high at whatever his highest level is, this would be a great opportunity to get involved. These kids are in the weight room. They're being coached by extremely good coaches. This is as close to a USA developmental environment as there is in the world. I can say that with full confidence because during my time of working with Tony, I've seen every country that plays the game. He, I mean, 
he, he used to send me <laughs> he used to send me out like I was a missionary to everywhere. And I'll tell that you said, sometime I'll tell you about the time we went on a a cruise from Finland to Latvia and the and the and the football meeting that was held in the sauna. But I'll hold on that one. I, 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 yeah, I don't think we should talk about that. We need to keep our that. reputation. Keep our reputation as clean as possible, please. But I'm gonna say no, but when you go, when you I'm serious now, you go down to that academy and you see Marvin, your son, who has a Super Bowl ring from this time with in the you know National Football League on on the practice roster with the Steelers when he played in NFL Europe. And you recognize that that's high level coaching. Jerome coaching those quarter. You've got good coaches. How are you able to recruit those guys, Tony? Well, to be I look, I was, I'm, you know, in the time with NFL Europe and, and looking for talent globally and and helping them play at, at, at a different level. One of the things I wanted to do was bringing guys that the kids could relate to. Um, guys that has been there, seen it, done it, be it, be it with success or be it with the failures. You know, they just didn't make it. Or And so the guys that we've got here have had either U.S. Um, college background, junior college background, NFL Europe background, and in some cases, um, uh, NFL. So. Um, you know, and uh, and we're still trying to develop those guys. You know, Jerome was out with the Browns last last year, and um, that was a great experience. Um, and the the other guys, they've been there, Jeff. You know, so like you said, rightly so. We we trying to do everything we can to simulate the environment of a high school. Don't be confused when I refer to it as a college. It's a college in an ed in terms of the education system in the UK. But it's, it's a high school environment. And so these kids are lifting at seven in the morning. They're lifting after practice. You know, they're on the field three times a week. They're in, they're in film analysis and in classroom um, uh, four days a week, three days a week and four days a week was originally. Um, it was, So they're mandatory. But the, the other days watching film and other weight room days, Because again, academics is everything. We don't want to, we don't want to um, overlap on the academics. But but these kids, they put in the extra work. The majority of them, that where it's important to them, they put in the extra work. They go the extra way. They they some of the coaches are great. They put in the extra day uh, and going in class with them. So uh, I'm I'm very fortunate that I've got those type of people around around us, and it's important to us. We're all trying to give back, and it's. Uh, it's um it's great to have like-minded people it, it really it helps it makes the job easy you know that it's uh yeah well if you're listening out there and you got a question for tony or a comment for tony about the academy or anything that's going on with the uh with the national player development program uh do that owen thomas tony says hi tony how do you look for inspiration or advice when starting out coaching when starting out for the first time yeah, he says, who do, you, who do you look for for inspiration or advice when starting out coaching? Um, I, I, I'm always looking. To me, I had this mantra about I just, you know, what's your goals? Where do you want to go and everything? I just want to be wiser as a person, but it applies to coaching. So you're never afraid to, if you don't know, to be around those who do know and and 
I mean, for me personally, I just want to keep developing. You doesn't matter what age you are. So as a as a coach, getting into the game is to get started, right? And to try and try and because it's it's a tough industry. It it doesn't come it doesn't come easy. You got to be a student of the game. If you're not going to be a student of the game, I'm not so sure how far you can go. You got to be willing to work hard, work harder than um, to get noticed. Working hard because if you get noticed working hard, good things that happen for you. There's there's no doubt. Um, uh, we use that saying: Do you want the Do you want the title or the job? Um, you, you've got to you got to buy into the job, and and then you'll meet you'll meet good people. You'll meet as you go through it. Nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens. Overnight. So get started. It doesn't matter where it is. Get started, and then get seen, get noticed for your hard work. You know, I got to I, I got to say this too, and and it brings up a topic, Tony, that that uh, I think is important. Um, your work for NFL Europe and for the National Football League as the director of player uh, international player development, really, there was a what you did to develop coaches during that time was just as impressive in my mind as developing. Uh, you know, a Sebastian Vollmer or any of the guys that you put in the National Football League. Uh, because I think of Patrick Azume, who has had tremendous success, coached the French national team, coached in one national championships in Germany. Uh, Shuan Fatah, who was your national coach in Berlin, uh, he, who had an absolute dynasty in Austria and now is coaching again in uh, in. Uh, Hildesheim with the invaders. He's John actually Lennon. gone back to his roots, Jeff. He's gone back to Berlin Adler. Happened oh, last oh, week. Yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't he's done the full circle. Out. Yeah, he's done the full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Lighton, who uh, coached professionally in, in Germany and then was involved with growing the game in Australia and helped Adam Gatsis get to Georgia Tech. Um, you know, Steve McCusker, who was the Scottish you know, Claymore's national coach who's now living in Copenhagen and working with the, with the Danish national program. That's right. I mean, you yeah. really have done an amazing job of building coaches as well as building players. And I think people really need to realize that. And so much of that, Tony was you were on the cutting edge of coach licensing, which is something that when, when I went to work for you, I, was, I said, what, what is that? Because in the United States, you don't need, you know, I mean, all you need is a whistle is go, you know, and a whistle and a team, and you can coach. But it's not like that in Europe. And I think that's really, really one of the ways that, that Europe is way ahead of the United States. Sure. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we got a coaches um, association over here, and um, it's run by the national governing body. And they do have a certification program because um, that's in terms of the sporting industry everybody has to have a certification so that's 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 the way but there's a lot to be said for the us as well so and i take the i take the 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 compliment but there's a lot to be said about hands-on working at the opportunities to work at the next level where you don't have that over here you you know unless you're going to put your well-earned money save it and go and get an internship in the us and then it's all about resume building wherever you go, to, to, to be honest with you. It's what you've done. Where did you play? Where did you coach? Uh, and um, But, yeah, I, I was. It, it's great, Jeff, to see there are other coaches coming through, like um, 
Christian Moore and Vanya Muller and Richard Yancey, who I get involved with the Jags over here. They have a three-day residential camp where they kind of just simulate a, a training camp environment. But those guys who've been and played, for, you know, they played in the league, NFL Europe or the NFL, and then to see them come, come back and give it to the kids. You know, Richard Yancey's a pretty good DB coach. You know, he, he's, he really is. And, um, and and Vanya and all those guys, there's so many out there that played. And um, that that's where that's what that's what really makes you proud as well to see those young men coming back and putting giving back to the game. Well, nobody nobody uh, has talked about a guy that was one a kid you found and he played for you at the O's and then went on and and uh, you know played in NFL Europe played in the national player program was in Kansas city and a couple other places. I think, um, yeah. Carolina. Carolina and yeah, Carolina. now, you know, Aiden Durda, who's now coaching yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. There's, there's a guy who came through the program. Who's yeah. another yeah. one of the guys that you can point to as it's, it's possible. It can happen. And it sure. worked extremely hard to make it happen. Tony, what's the vision now for the future for the Academy? Where do you see it going? Uh, to have one good 12-month crack at it. <laughs> <laughs> to allow me to have games, allow me. It, it's it's very similar, Jeff, to the um, when we when we were running the international player program back in the day, it's finding the best talent for right globally, outside of North America again, um, to to give these kids the opportunity, expose the talent that's out here globally. It's always been there. We just didn't have the structure and pathway or structure to the pathway, so to speak. And where now, you know, we, we get these, we're getting young players at 16 years old. We need to get them a little earlier. We know that, uh, you know, let's, let's get this going first. But um, yeah, um, they, they graduate here and um, go on to the US, hopefully. And, you know, look, everyone's not going to make it. But the good thing is we can get them into schools. Who The UK schools, universities, they give scholarships. So they're in education. They're still playing the football. They're reducing their education costs. So that's 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 a good story too. Um, but then there's the guys going to the US and, and pushing them as far as they possibly can. And then if coming out of um, college, there's the International Player Pathway Programme. Um, that the league runs, so there's a there's a structured pathway. That the byproduct is, not everybody's going to be an NFL player, not everybody's going to make college, but the the athletes that we're putting back into the game because of the environment they've gone through, are going. We're going to, I believe, we're going to provide a new generation of football players. I don't think, albeit in the amateur ranks, but I I, I believe we're we're really going to help the game because. Those, because of the environment that these kids work through in this sport. No question about it. And when you consider that, you know, I was a player that was never good enough to play professionally, that, but I had a tremendous college experience. I would want every kid to have the experience I had. And it, and it stamped me as a guy that wanted to make football my life. And, you know, we're producing fans as we as, as much as we're producing players and i think sure, that's important, sure. that's important sure. to realize definitely uh, not everybody i mean very few will ever play in the national football league but that's not the end all be all in this in this environment tony it's been awesome having you with us 
I want to bring you back um, in the future when you start playing some games. Uh, again, if you feel like you are good enough to play in uh, the academy, if it's something you're interested in doing, uh, go to NFLAcademy.com for more information on the NFL Academy. Uh, and again, the International Player Pathway Program, they're all run out of the London office, NFL office. And again, Tony is, is uh, like I say, mate, I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. I think this is really an awesome, awesome thing. And it's so incredible for me to see it come to fruition. And the dream that you had, the vision that you had 25 years ago is now being exercised. Appreciate it, Jeff. Appreciate right. for the kind, kind words and comments. It was it was great being on here. And yeah, give me a call anytime. We'll do All it right, again. Man. All right. Alrighty. Take care, Tony. Thank you very Take much. Take care, Jeff. All right. All right.